0: Two out of three falls. falls. Hey, and welcome to a new edition of Two Out of Three Falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at RandyJCruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Thursday, February 16th, 2017. And I'm joined by Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant. And he's also the host of Wrestle Rant Radio. Grant, what's up, my man? How you doing?
1: Doing great, Randy. How about yourself?
0: Doing good here in New York. You're all the way in Connecticut. So uh, we had the uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. We had Raw. We had SmackDown. So lots to get into. Um, Want to get your quick take on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view as a whole. Um Obviously, the big story is Bray Wyatt is now the new WWE champion, finally, uh, thank God, Um, because you know how (laughs) me and you have been back and forth, and plenty of fans have been wanting wanting this to happen, and it finally did, even though we we saw some rumors um, earlier on in the weeks that they might put the belt on him, they might not, but seeing it play out in fruition on Sunday night with him getting a clean pin on John Cena and AJ Styles. Um, Want to get your input on the whole match and the entire view as a whole.
1: Yeah, I thought the main event itself was fantastic. I mean, it's really hard to go wrong with the chamber matches because we've seen 20 in history, and it's hard to name some really, really bad ones. Um, but I thought that one in particular was really, really well done and just in terms of how it was booked, start to finish. Everyone shined at one point or another. And just uh, overall, yeah, just a great match and Bray Wyatt winning, I think, was just the cherry on top of it being a phenomenal match just because he's long deserved it. It's been a long time coming. I think a lot of people thought he would win, Um, but, I mean, it's not really a bad thing just because just because it was predictable doesn't mean it was bad. Um, But, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match and Bray Wyatt winning was, as you said, a long time coming. should have happened years ago, but better late than never, so I give it two thumbs up.
0: Was there at at any point you thought like, man, they're going to walk out of here with John Cena still the the fucking champion and not give Bray Wyatt that that opportunity? Or maybe AJ Styles would have walked out with the belt. At any point, did you feel like they might not go the route of putting the belt on Bray Wyatt?
1: I told you last week on this very show the match had to come down to Bray Wyatt and AJ Styles. I would have been happy with relatively pretty much anyone in that match walking away as the champion, with the exception of Cena. But I thought, again, like I said, I think the entire match, being as well-booked as it was, from Corbin and Ambrose kicking off their feud, Cena eliminating The Miz to kind of set up their rumored WrestleMania program, to then Cena getting knocked out by Wyatt in clean fashion, no fucking interference, no Luke Harper, no Orton, no nothing. Just a clean one, two, three on Cena. Same thing with SmackDown on Tuesday, which was great. Um, but with Wyatt and AJ, again, as I told you last week, there was a slight chance AJ could come out on top as the new WWE Champion and walk into Mania with Orton with the title intel for that WrestleMania program. Um, but just because they wanted AJ to win did not take away from the moment from age as because Wyatt, as I had said, has long deserved that moment of calling himself the WWE champion. So, yeah, there was definitely some suspense and unpredictability there. Maybe not with Cena. I figured that he wouldn't win. But with AJ and Wyatt, the way that it came down to those two men, and just the fact that in storyline both guys are heels does not matter at all because they were by far the two most popular guys in that match, the live crowd. And uh, just the back and forth, we've never seen AJ and Wyatt one-on-one or I think in really any capacity ever. So it felt fresh. They worked amazingly well together, had some awesome chemistry. And in the end, it was Wyatt walking away with a clean victory as the new WWE champion. So really making a star out of Wyatt in one night, assuming he wasn't already a star, uh, you know, up to that point.
0: I mean, I I got to tell you, man, seeing the belt on Bray Wyatt, it was, I mean, you know me, I, I've i been a fan of him since day one, but, but to finally see the belt on him, on his shoulder and everything, it looked pretty fucking cool, man. I, you know, we've seen the belt on John Cena so many times, and and of course AJ Styles. If it wasn't gonna be Bray Wyatt, then I hope AJ would have won it. But you know, just seeing him have the belt look 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 pretty cool, and and, and it, it looked different. It felt different. Um, and I guess you know him jobbing to 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 Taker and Kane and Jericho and Roman Reigns and John Cena over the past three years. And I guess now, you know, everything comes full circle, like, you know, everything kinda makes sense of, you know, him waiting in you know, waiting in line, waiting his turn, waiting for his, his, his opportunity. And now not only winning on Sunday, but more than likely going to main event WrestleMania. Like you, you pin Cena twice clean, you pin AJ Styles, you win you, you win the, the the championship and then you go on to main event WrestleMania all within a three month span. Um I think it's pretty fucking awesome for him. Um, hopefully, hopefully he'll have a, a a good championship reign with it. Um, I mean, John Cena had the belt for two weeks, so we you know we know how <laughs> how they can change the belt on the fly. But if he can, you know, he, well, he won in February, so maybe if he has the belt to let's say SummerSlam, uh, I will be very satisfied with that championship reign. I know he'll have plenty of great matches uh with the likes of Randy Orton, With Luke Harper, maybe Cena, AJ, um the Miz, the the the, the opportunities are endless for him. So, I, you know, overall I I think the match was great. Uh I like the new chamber with all the new pods and all the lighting and everything very different from from the original. I know people on Twitter were like, "Oh, they they had a new chamber. Where's the old one?" I'm like, "You know, if you haven't noticed, hell in a cell is a brand new cell as well. They got, they got a little taller. It's, it's not the original Hell in the Cells, but not many people noticed that. But now with the Chamber, pretty cool, different, innovative. I liked it. Um, so I think overall the Chamber pay per view was pretty good. Um, Bray Wyatt Championship, uh, you know, changing hands. Uh, was not the only title. That, that that changed hands. We also had Naomi beating Alexa Bliss for her championship. Were you surprised about Naomi walking out as a SmackDown Women's Champion?
1: Absolutely. I feel like if there was any title... To, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that. I was going to say that she was probably the least likely to win out of everyone that I predicted. Uh, but I figured I think American Alpha was more of a lock uh, to, to retain their titles than Alexa Bliss because I said last week... Um, I think Naomi kind of boosted her chances of winning the championship after that great promo that you cut on Smack in the week prior, and she ended up winning the gold, so I was really happy to see that. Like I said, it wouldn't have been pissed had Alexa Bliss retained, just because given the role that she's been on in the past couple months, or really ever since she got called up, uh, she was ready. I mean, I think some people think that just because she never contended for the championship down in NXT, that she wasn't ready, it was way too soon, but... I got to disagree. I mean, she's really come a long way as a wrestler, as a promo girl, Uh, just on on the stick in in general. On Tuesday, she cut an amazing promo in her segment with Naomi. But anyway, speaking of Naomi's title win, again, a really, really good match. Of the three women's matches on the show, again, a first ever. uh, We've never had three women's matches on one WWE pay-per-view before. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the match itself was really, really good at, uh, Naomi look good here. Alexa bliss looked good here. Apparently Naomi's injury is legit from what I've heard. So we'll find out how that affects WrestleMania plans starting next week in their rematch. I don't think they'll take the title off Naomi so soon. Um, I guess, I guess if the injury was that bad, they would have taken the title off of her already, but we'll find out on Tuesday. Um, but again, a lot like Bray Wyatt, even more so Naomi has been waiting seven years to get a run with that championship and they've had their opportunities, right? She went for the belt a couple times back in 2015 when Nikki Bella was champion, but God forbid, they got to keep the belt and Nikki Bella to break AJ Lee's record. So they never put the championship on her and she's never been more over than she is right now. So if there was any time to do it other than maybe a WrestleMania in her hometown of Orlando, but walking in and into WrestleMania as champion is just as cool. But if there was any time to do it, it was on this show. So, I'm glad they pulled the trigger. They can always get the belt back on Blessed at some point, either at WrestleMania Tuesday or some other point down the line. She's going to be a star regardless. But I was really happy for Naomi. She's been here since 2010 when people as talentless as fucking like Alicia Fox get title reigns. How Naomi never got a title reign is beyond me. So, I'm glad she finally won the championship at the pay per view.
0: Man, you went really hard at uh, uh, Alicia Fox, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shit! Yeah, not Alicia Fox. And I'm just trying to think of other people championship in recent years for the division for a division that's been so dead. Okay, let's like, let's take Caitlyn for example. If anyone even remembers her, she I had don't. a fucking six month reign as champion back in 2013. How she ever held a belt, I have no idea. Naomi, she's not great. She's very athletic. She is quite good, mm-hmm. but she is way better, in my opinion, than the likes of Alicia Fox, Caitlyn. And fifty percent of the people have held that diva's women's title
0: in the past five to six years. Yeah, I mean, um, I was I was shocked to to see um, Naomi win the the championship. I thought uh, Bliss would have walked into WrestleMania with the title, but you know, listen, I, I I think that's the beauty of SmackDown as a whole, where you just never know what's going to happen, and you know. The, the main championship can go from AJ to John Cena to Bray Wyatt all within three weeks. The SmackDown Women's Championship can go to, to Alexa, uh, you know, Becky, to Alexa, to Naomi. And I think just just giving them giving those people the opportunity to, to become champions and see what they do, um, I think that's the beauty of SmackDown, you know, as a whole. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, there are a lot of... Maybe not in this specific show, but just in general with SmackDown, there's a lot of things happening that just feel unpredictable. Like, again, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, is Bliss going to win the belt back? Are they going to keep it on Naomi? Mm-hmm. I am genuinely curious because I have no idea what they're going to do. Um, and also Wyatt Orton. I mean, to kind of go back to that, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but in regards to next Tuesday, we got a battle royal to determine the new quote-unquote number one contender to the championship of Mania because Orton forfeited a shot at the end of SmackDown on Tuesday. Um, but as I'm sure we're all pretty much aware at this point, Luke Harper's probably going to win to set up a three-way, which I feel is again, a way better alternative than doing uh, Wyatt Orton one-on-one. If they do it one-on-one then I feel Orton is 95% chance going to go over just because that's the story that they've been telling. But if you throw Harper in there, they could have Harper be pinned by Wyatt or Orton. Hopefully Wyatt and Wyatt's reign can resume through SummerSlam, as you said. So, yeah, SmackDown just kind of the land of opportunity. It's been great watching all these unpredictable things happen. And for the better, too. They're not swerving us for the sake of swerving us, which is great. So uh, SmackDown continues to thrive. And even Raw is getting better, too, which is good.
0: You know, it's so funny. It's amazing how me and you were doing a show last week, and we both said, well, you know, if, if- – are they gonna be sold on Brave versus Randy one on one, or will they try to make it a triple threat? We thought it was gonna be John Cena. We thought it was gonna be AJ Styles. But now with the with the addition of the Battle Royal on SmackDown that that Daniel Bryan said was gonna happen next Tuesday to find the new number one contender, uh, I think all bets are on Luke Harper. If he's if he's in it, we all know you know he'll be the one walking out as the winner and then Randy Orton say hey listen you know it ain't it ain't going down like that you know you know you know what i want to be back you know for this match and it'll it'll set up a three way and i think having a three way whether it's Luke Harper or would have been John Cena or AJ i think that that'd be the better route but i think uh Bray and Randy could have had a great one on one match if if they still go it out go down that route, which I doubt, but adding Luke Harper had the whole Wyatt family all together in one match. Um, and now you have, uh, you know, X amount of weeks to find out who's going to turn on who. You know, Luke already turned on Bray. He don't like Randy. Is Randy going to turn on Bray? Is Bray going to turn on Randy between uh, between now and WrestleMania? But I, there's no way I don't see Randy Orton in the main event. There's no reason why you haven't win the Rumble and he'd be like, nah, fuck that, I'm out uh, of the of the main event. So you just kind of know Luke Harper's going to win that uh, battle royal. And then it also, you know, now with AJ Styles being in it as well, and as you can see, they're already start to plant the seeds of an aj Shane McMahon match, which is something that me and you really, really don't want to see. But they already started mm-hmm. putting the, 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 the moves in motion that – a J wants a one on one rematch. He wanted a one on one rematch. Why would they grant John Cena a one on one rematch for, for with Bray before A J Styles? So, you kind of get the sense that that is the the direction they're going to. which for A J and Shane, uh, I mean, could it be a good match? Maybe I don't know. If if A J Styles win, what does he get? The one on one rematch the the following Tuesday on SmackDown. I don't know, but um. Back to back to Bray and and Luke and Randy, I think it'll be a great match if it's all three of them. Great storytelling because, Grant, a lot of people out there were like, once Randy joined the Wyatt family, everybody was like, oh, oh man, really? Randy with the Wyatts, we saw that already. Why, why did he join them? It's going to be a, a corny, stupid storyline, but it happens to be one of the best storylines on SmackDown right now.
1: It is. I mean, I will give them credit to at least making the most of it. I think Orton joining the Wyatt family, I think a lot of us, myself included, thought the end game would, and it still probably will be, but Orton joining the family short-term, I'm not talking about through Mania, but I think a lot of us thought, okay, he'll join him through Survivor Series or through TLC at the latest, and then he'll turn on him. Mm. But it's been four to five months, and he's still with them, so right. he might be genuinely... Hypnotized or whatever. I don't know what the deal is, but I think it's been holding my interest personally. It's a great use of Orton. He feels way more refreshed in this role than he has in years. Bray Wyatt, I mean, through this storyline, Bray Wyatt became WWE champion. Luke Carper, through this storyline, finally feels relevant after all these years. And he's always been a great athlete. It's a matter of just using him properly. And even in defeat, as they said last week here in the show, even in defeat on Sunday. He looked awesome in one of the better matches of the night against Randy Orton. So again, I think a three way is the way to go. Um, I, I told you last week if Luke Harper is not involved in any meaningful match at WrestleMania, to me it's a slap in the face just because, uh, not that he's the best one out of the. I mean, he might be the better, the best athlete out of the family, out of the Wyatt family, but he's been doing great work on SmackDown as one of their top baby faces. They really don't have many top baby faces other than John Cena and Dean Ambrose. And I think Luke Harper's kind of filled in that role quite well in recent weeks. So getting a three-way going with those three guys, and, and again, the outcome is not predictable. So, yeah, the whole Wyatt family storyline to me, even though before it was more of a mid-card story, they made the most of it with Wyatt becoming WWE champion, getting Harper in the mix, and rejuvenating Randy Orton at the same time. So overall, yeah, I give a two thumbs up. I think SmackDown has been doing Awesome work with this Wyatt family storyline since the summer. Really, it started right after SummerSlam. So the long-term storytelling has been top-notch.
0: Well, congrats to Bray Wyatt on becoming the new champion. So to also to Naomi, I think the the Chamber pay per was pretty good. I think everybody on the SmackDown roster was was on that card. Uh, if 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 I'm missing anybody, one two people. I think the entire card. Uh w- w- I mean the, the entire roster w- was on that card. So um I'm joined by Graham Matthews of Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at WrestleRant, the host of WrestleRant Radio. So go ahead and check that out. So now um where wanna go? Yeah, Baron Corbin, Dean Ambrose. I I, I think we're on the road to Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania. I I, I think, you know, if Baron Corbin was to come out as champion, um, I I'll be all for it. I, I I don't really think Dean Ambrose needs the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I don't think he's even defended it as much as the Miz um, since since he won it. So uh, they've been doing these uh, brawls, and uh, uh, Dean Ambrose made Corbin lose the match at Chamber. Corbin got the revenge, um, and then also also on Tuesday, Dean Ambrose was supposed to have a match with a uh, this guy Ellsworth, and then uh, Corbin hit him from from backstage. Brought him out, brought him out to the to the crowd. Hit him, whatever attacked him. So we're, we're on the road to Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Do you think that Baron Corbin walks out WrestleMania as the Intercontinental Champion?
1: I think he should, and I think he will. I think it'd be the perfect way to kind of cap off his. Debut year in WWE, one year removed from winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in his debut match on the main roster. And all this stuff he's done since then, from knocking off Dolph Ziggler to Jack Swagger to Kalisto, and now Dean Ambrose to win the Intercontinental Championship. I thought the way they set it up in the chamber match was great. Um, I told you last week it seemed like the WrestleMania plan would be Corbin Ambrose based off their interaction in the Lumberjack match many weeks ago on SmackDown. And I'm glad they're going in that direction. It's a great use of both guys. Even if it's on the kickoff show, I'm not a big fan of that, but I understand there's bigger, more marquee matches at Manny this year than there has ever really been before. So I understand if it gets subjected or relegated to the kickoff show. Um, but still, I think Corbin winning would be great. I could see them having Ambrose routine and having Corbin win either on SmackDown or at the next pay-per-view, but... I think SmackDown knows what they're doing. I, they haven't really done that. Like with AJ Styles, I told you many, many months ago, I thought he would lose at Backlash and then win at the following pay-per-view. But they didn't do that. They didn't do that with Naomi. They haven't done that with, really with anyone. They have not, you know, not struck when the iron was hot. So I'm glad they're doing that uh, with a lot of their talent on their show, including hopefully Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. And the match could be good. It's a great use of both of their top-tier talents on SmackDown and uh, hopefully it ends with Baron Corbin walking out of WrestleMania as the new Intercontinental Champion.
0: If I'm looking at it today at February, on February 16th for the WrestleMania card, from the SmackDown side, we're looking at possibly Bray, Randy, and Luke in a triple threat match. We're looking at Dean Baron for the Intercontinental Championship. We're looking at AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. Um, can, can you can you give me a way where you where me and others can be kind of you know excited to see a Shane McMahon AJ Styles? Much does it does a stipulation need to be involved or how can you sell me and other people that the AJ Styles Shane McMahon match if they go down that route could be a very entertaining match.
1: I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, Randy, that I don't really want to see it either. But looking Word. at the right side, uh, trying to pull positives out of it, I mean, it could be a fun wrestling match. I'm not saying it's going to be like the same level as like an AJ Styles, Great Khali match because we know Shane can go. I mean, the guy's 40-something, but I mean, they had a decent showing at Survivor Series. He didn't look too good at, at WrestleMania last year against The Undertaker, but I mean, with, we're talking about AJ fucking Styles. You're a guy that could definitely get a great match out of Shane, if need be. Um, I think if you give him a no-holds-barred stipulation or Falls count anywhere, it could be a great match. And then I think it was either during or after the show that we did last week, I was thinking in my mind, like, what is AJ and, and Shane like the equivalent to? And then it popped in my mind. To me, it's almost like them doing Sean and Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 22. On paper, I, I was not, back and I can't tell you what fans were thinking going into WrestleMania 22. Mm. But on paper, it's like, what a waste of fucking Shawn Michaels. A guy that was supposed to wrestle Eddie Guerrero on this show before he passed away, they put him in a match with Vince McMahon, of all people, but they made it a no-DQ match. Shane got involved, and it was a really, really fun match. I think, honestly, one of the better matches on that show, and it involved Vince fucking McMahon. So, I mean, it's Shawn Michaels, and really AJ Styles, in my opinion, is the modern-day Shawn Michaels, and, and a lot like him, Michaels, and maybe one other person, and maybe even Randy Savage, throw in that, I would throw in that elite group as well, of people that could get great matches out of pretty much anybody. Um, so I think from an in-ring standpoint, it could be great. And hopefully, just my only concern is that it's going to end up like second or third on the card, which was AJ and Jericho last year, and I get it for AJ's rookie year. But coming off the year that he had in 2016 and his lengthy run as WWE champion, the matches he had with Cena and everyone else throughout the course of 2016, Jericho and, and Roman Reigns and whoever else, Dean Ambrose, he deserves better. He deserves the main event. It's not going to happen. But if it's like positioned a bit higher on the card and he comes out of it looking even more like star than he is going in, then I'm in full favor of it. We'll see what happens, though.
0: And we also might have the the rumored mixed tag team match with John Cena, Nikki Bella, The Miz, and Maurice. And I'm thinking, I'm watching on Sunday, thinking, you know, how they're gonna start planting the seeds for The Miz and John Cena um, at, at, at the Chamber. I don't think it really did much. So, um, if they go if they go that route, they they do have work to do to involve all four at the same time. So, if that match is also at WrestleMania for the SmackDown card. Um, again, I mean, like you said, there are many ways you can have John Cena included on a fucking WrestleMania pay-per-view, uh, especially when WrestleMania is four and a half hours. Um, it may not be the best involvement for him, but, uh, you know, I guess that that's what happens when you have a big loaded roster for both Raw and SmackDown. The, the rumors of Nikki Bella possibly retiring or taking uh, a, a long time off. Um, would you be excited for John Cena and Nikki Bella against the Miz and Maurice at all? For me, I mean, I'm
1: perfectly content with it just because yeah, Cena, I think should be in a bigger match. I'm not going to complain and say, I think for many, many years, a lot of people didn't want to see him in the main event, mania, so I'm not going to complain and sit here and say, Oh, he should be in the main event. I'm not saying that at all. Um, but I think, I mean they, they kind of plant the seeds in a way for Cena Nikki versus Miz and Maurice, just because based off what happened in the Elimination Chamber about on, on Sunday what they did was they had Cena pin Miz and Miz wasn't even on the show on Tuesday so maybe they could bring him back next week and say mm-hmm. you fucked me over I hate you blah 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 and kick off that feud and also during the Nikki Bella and Natalia post match brawl backstage uh Nikki Bella inadvertently bumped into Maurice, and she had the powder all over her so they could set yeah, that up yeah. that way So I um, mean again I mean they they did plant some seeds on Sunday it wasn't like obvious or um you know really really just oh, just apparent but if you do pay close attention they did plant it very very subtly on Sunday So well I mean they also have to blow off Nikki and Natalia which they're doing this Tuesday I think in the Falls can anywhere match So they're doing it, you know, a little bit at a time, which is cool, and I'm totally cool with that. And the match itself, I mean, it is what it is. I would have wanted AJ and Miz for the WWE Championship, but as far as this goes, at least Miz, he's facing John Cena. I mean, thankfully not one-on-one, I would take this over their fucking WrestleMania 27 rematch, and it's a fine way for Nikki to blow out her career, close out her career, and uh, maybe he asks her to marry her afterwards. I have no idea, but I mean just maybe it's just me I feel like I'm the minority but in terms of this match I'm perfectly I'm perfectly content with that.
0: Let me get to Raw before I forget what the fuck happened on Raw on Monday. <laughs> 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 um I, the big thing Jared KO broke up Then we all saw that coming. Um now was now we're at a point where we got Fast Lane coming up uh for for the Raw brand Kev, uh, Kevin Owens will defend his universal championship against Goldberg. Um, we all wanted Jericho and KO to be not only a match at WrestleMania, but be for the, the universal championship. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jericho is going to cost KO the, the championship at Fastlane. Goldberg now goes to WrestleMania with the belt against Brock Lesnar and then you have your Jericho uh, KO match at, at at WrestleMania, whether for the U.S. title or not. I um, wanna I wanna get your 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 thoughts on the actual the 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 segment of the breakup. A lot of people were saying on, on Twitter that it, it, it was one of the great uh, one of the greatest segments on Raw in the past five ten years. One of the best tag team kind of breakups uh, in the past five ten years or ever raking them against the, the Rockers and, 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 and different teams like that. Um, we all knew this was coming, but when it, when it all played out, as, as you're at home watching, what's your thoughts going on on the initial breakup between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho?
1: I agree with everything you just said. In my personal opinion, and this being one of the best breakups that we've seen in recent memory, if not ever, uh, one of the better raw segments in recent memory, if not ever, I mean, it's very comparable to This Is Your Life. I'm not going to sit here and say it's the greatest Raw segment of all time. I think that's a bit bold. I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. It's all subjective. Um, but I think the way that it all played out, it lasted like 20, 25 minutes. It went on for a while. Yeah. Like, I know you posted on your Twitter. I got a good laugh out of it. Like, let's, you know, let me forget and go back to the times of when Jericho went through a whole commercial break without saying it, uh, which was phenomenal. And then you had Gilbert coming out, and the statue, and the legitimately funny, one of the greatest things I've ever seen, paintings between Jericho, which was just hysterical. I had me in tears for like 10 minutes, and even now I'm dying about it. But, uh, no, the segment itself overall I thought was exceptional. I think not only was it incredibly entertaining, but it also set forward the split between Jericho and Owens. And as you said, we've all seen this coming for a while now. I did not see it happening in this segment. I think that's what took a lot of people by surprise. I think a lot of people thought, again, myself included, that Jericho would attempt to aid Owens at Fastlane and beating Goldberg to retain his title. But I think the way that it worked out on Monday makes it that much better. Because, I mean, I guess Goldberg could still squash Owens. I have no doubt about it that Goldberg is still walking out of Fastlane, the new Universal Champion. But at this point, instead of having Goldberg squash Owens, Owens came out of that segment on Monday a way bigger heel, a way bigger heel than he has been. Probably forever in WWE because people genuinely like him, but when he turned on Jericho, people booed the shit out of him. And if they ruin that by having him get beat in a minute or two at Fastlane, in my opinion, it would be a fucking waste. But if you have Jericho come in there and cost him the championship, you set forward that match at Mania, you get Goldberg with the belt on him, which, again, I'm still not in favor of, but it's bound to happen, so whatever. Uh, but, no, I thought the breakup was brilliant, the whole, why is my name on this list? And then he looks at Jericho, or he looks at Owens, and then he, just beats the living crap out of him. It was just phenomenal, just the way that it was planned out and booked and whatever else. So, And I think it really speaks volumes. I think for the first time since uh, Rollins turned on his S.H.I.E.L.D. brethren years ago, that there was a heel that I like, legitimately hated, not for being like awful in the ring, but for playing their role, playing their for, you know, heel character to perfection. I think Owens did that just quite wonderfully in this segment. So I give it two thumbs up all the way around, and I'm looking forward even more now so to Jericho and Owens at WrestleMania.
0: So how do we steer away from Goldberg winning the belt at Fastlane and and going to Brock Lesnar for the belt at WrestleMania? Is Is there any way that Kevin Owens can still walk out of Fastlane as a champion and defend that belt against Jericho at WrestleMania? Or do you think that all signs are pointing toward Goldberg being the universal champion walking into WrestleMania?
1: I mean, all signs, in my opinion, as you said, do point to Goldberg and Brock for the universal belt at Mania. I just don't know any other way that you can build to that match without it having been for the championship, unless they do something that we're not all at expecting. Right. I mean, again, Lesnar coming in and costing him the belt, which we've all you know predicted for a while now. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, as much as I want to see Owens retain the title it just makes no sense, because Brock already has his match at WrestleMania, and he knows if Goldberg wins the belt, then he can beat him for the belt at WrestleMania. So, unless he's completely blinded by rage, it would make absolutely no sense. But, if they do something along the lines of, because they know they set up on Raw, like, Triple H talking to Owens, which we still have no idea what that was about, and obviously he's in cahoots with Joe, and maybe even the club, like, could they have the club interfere? I'm not saying they're setting up Goldberg versus the club or something, but Maybe if they have some sort of stable going with Triple H, Owens, Joe and the club or someone else, maybe they interfere and help, you know, uh, Owens retain his title. I mean, there's a couple of different ways they can go with it. There's just not many. I just don't see many scenarios uh, with Goldberg not winning and not going on mania as champion. Because I know that's the match in their mind that'll make the most money, even though it doesn't really need a championship. That's besides the point. But Um, Yeah, I I still, even after Monday, do think that Goldberg is winning the championship at Fastlane, just hopefully not in the fashion I originally thought he would with squashing Owens in the matter of a minute.
0: And uh, as of now, we don't know what Jericho's schedule is going to be like post-WrestleMania, right? Or, Or do we?
1: No, we don't. I know Jericho said not too long ago, maybe about a month and a half ago, I think, something around there, he said he had recently signed an extension deal. I mean, he's been signing extension deals forever. Like he said, oh, I was supposed to stay through WrestleMania 32, and then the spring, and then SummerSlam, and so on and so forth. Um, so I, I would be shocked if he left uh, after, fa- if he didn't stick through WrestleMania, after all the effort they put in the building of him and Owens. I'd be shocked if he left any time before Mania. So, I mean, maybe... Because I know he's going on tour with Fozzie, I think, in May, in the spring. So they might even be able to have him around until, like, the, like the post-Mania pay-per-view for Raw. Um, so we'll see. But I think as of right now, I think he is slated to continue to compete until WrestleMania at the earliest.
0: And news, and, uh, news came out, I think, yesterday or, when, uh, or Tuesday that Brock Lesnar is retiring from UFC, right?
1: Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, he said that five years ago too, when he lost in like thirty or yeah. thirty seconds, like forty seconds or whatever, to fucking over him. So he said it then too that I'm retiring. So you know, that really it means as much as someone in wrestling saying they're retiring who comes back years later for a big payoff. But uh, that doesn't really surprise me. That doesn't really at all mean that he's going to re-sign with WWE. Beyond WrestleMania next year. Um, that doesn't mean that at all. He just might want to ride off into the sunset after Mania next year once his contract expires. But uh, that, that didn't surprise me too much after the shitstorm that happened last summer with Lesnar in the UFC.
0: Nine weeks, nine t shirts, nine epic moments. Homage.com is on the road to WrestleMania. It is the showcase of the Immortals, the grandest stage in sports entertainment. It is WrestleMania. Every Monday over the next nine weeks, they will introduce a new t-shirt commemorating the matches, the wrestlers, and the memories of the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment. From the Macho Man Steamboat Classic to a boyhood dream coming true, they've curated a collection of your favorite WrestleMania moments. This week, WrestleMania 6, April 1st, 1990. The Sky Dome in Toronto, Canada. Fan favorite versus fan favorite. Champion versus champion. Everything was on the line at WrestleMania six. This was history in the making between Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Log on to homage.com slash WrestleMania for more details. Also on Raw, we had uh, a a new women's champion. So in a matter of uh, two, three days, we had a new WWE champion. We have a new uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. And we have a new Raw Women's Champion, and 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 that's Bailey who defeated Charlotte on Raw, which would not shock that Charlotte lost the belt on a Raw. But I gotta ask you to you know it was a, a pretty good you know decent match. Um, you know Sasha getting involved, and, I, and I, I'm hoping that she does have that heel turn coming up soon because she she desperately needs one. Um, but I gotta ask you, are we just on 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 a path to where Charlotte gets the belt back at Fastlane and? Because she's ne- uh, um, she's never lost um, she's she, she's never lost a match on a pay per view. So are we going to see her regain the belt from Bailey at Fastlane, go on to WrestleMania, and and go on to face whoever it is and keep the belt? But like, or are, are we going to see Bailey have a, a somewhat of a of a mini run going on?
1: It looks like all signs point to Bailey having a short-lived run with the championship, dropping it back to Charlotte. at yeah. We don't even know what the title match is at the pay-per-view, but I'm just assuming now that's what's going to happen. And it sucks. I mean, that's why I was so like, I was happy to see Bailey win the belt. I'm a huge Bailey fan, but I feel like the moment was premature. It should have happened to WrestleMania. And maybe they're, they, they got something over all of us and they're building towards something that no one is expecting like the match we had thought was going to happen months ago, but they changed plans fucking five times with Bailey versus banks for the belt. But that would be hard to believe just because Charlotte would be out of the picture. Unless you face it's fucking like Ronda Rousey or something. They're not going to ask Charlotte off the card. So, or at least not in a championship match. So I, I don't know what they do. Honestly, I think Bailey is dropping the belt back to Charlotte, but it's just so tiresome. Like we see the same shit. Like if you want to do that, then keep the fucking belt on Charlotte. Don't, have a change hands four or five times in a matter of three or four months it makes that belt mean absolutely nothing i thought the match was great it was a cool moment but how excited can you really get about a title change when we see him essentially every month in this division on raw so we'll see where it goes and what the mania match is going to be and as you said hopefully building to that sasha banks heel turn which he has needed for a while now i think it's coming sooner rather than later but I just, I, it's hard to get excited when you see title matches or title changes, rather, every single fucking month, and uh, Charlotte just remains undefeated on pay-per-view. There has to be some sort of end game in this. I don't think she loses her first pay-per-view match at Fastlane of all shows, um, but at the same time, how do you keep the streak intact without having to win back the belt? So they've really painted themselves into a corner with this whole division on Raw with the women.
0: I mean, I just, I just kind of figured that if you're gonna have that as a main event on Raw, I think seeing Bailey walk out as champion with a foregone conclusion, uh, again it being a main event on a Raw, why would they do that if Charlotte, if Charlotte is, is gonna win the match anyway? So they had the match at Fastlane. We, we see Charlotte win the belt again. Then it's like, all right, now what do you do? You fought Bailey like like ten times already. You fought Sasha like like twenty times already. You haven't fought Night uh, Jax for the for, for the belt yet. So, uh, are we gonna see a fatal four way for the belt at WrestleMania, uh, at WrestleMania? Because you're not gonna you're not gonna a- a put anybody else in in a fucking championship match from 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 Raw. No Alicia Fox. No Emma. No Emma Lena, Whichever one you want to freaking pick. So are we are we gonna see a fatal four way or because Charlotte Sasha done too many times Charlotte Bailey too many times Uh triple threat with Sasha Bailey and, and, and Charlotte maybe I don't know but I think at some point you, you got to get Nia Jackson involved right
1: yeah I think it will be a four-way I'd rather take a four-way over just Charlotte Bailey Sasha just because I think a lot of people forget this but they did that exact same match at Clash of Champions, like four or five months ago. Not to say they can't do it yeah. again, but it's like we already seen this, and Charlotte won. So to me, it's not really a mania match. And we also saw a triple threat last year with two of the same people, just replaced Becky Lynch with Bailey, and it's the same exact match. I'm full in favor of doing a one on one match, but what other one on one match do you do? Because we've already seen Charlotte Bailey a bunch of times, as you said, and Charlotte Sasha. God as hell don't want to see Charlotte and Nia Jax one-on-one and who the hell knows what they're doing with Emma. So it looks like it will be a four-way, which is whatever. Like I'd rather see a four-way for with Naomi, Bliss, Becky, and Mickey. Like that to me makes more sense than whatever they're doing with, they're doing with the women on Raw. So, and I don't think Paige will be back anytime soon. So I, I don't really know. And I'm not really excited either way, just because a four-way is like, eh, I mean, with the women on Raw, it should be a bigger deal than that. But And the title's probably going to change hands again, uh, you know, like another five times in the next two months before WrestleMania. But yeah, I would assume as of right now, the match will be Charlotte, Bailey, Banks, and Nia Jax for the Delta mania.
0: So from the, from the raw side uh, of, for the WrestleMania card, since we did SmackDown earlier, we just mentioned maybe a possible fatal four way Nia, Charlotte, Sasha, and Bailey for the raw women's championship. If he's back healthy, Seth Rollins and Triple H that's still on paper right now. Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Roman Reigns, Taker still cuz I, I don't think they do Braun cuz he, he's he's fighting Braun at Fast Lane anyway. So you're looking at four matches, five matches and we have no idea what either side Raw or SmackDown is going to do with their tag team championship. Um American alpha uh, tag team champions on SmackDown and uh, Gallows and Anderson, the tag team champions on raw. So um, you're looking like what? Eight, nine, ten matches on that card. Plus the battle Royal, unless you're going to put all these tag teams in a freaking battle Royal, uh, it remains to be seen. <coughs> but, um, Also, the Cruiserweight, I think a a Cruiserweight championship should be on that card, Neville against whoever you want to fucking put him against. Um, So maybe 10, 10, 11 matches on the WrestleMania card right now, right?
1: Yeah, about five from Raw, five from SmackDown, or six from Raw. We include the Cruiserweights, though. About 10, 11 matches, which, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but we had 13 matches or 12. We had a lot of matches at Mania last year, including the ones in the kickoff. We had even more at SummerSlam, and the show's fucking six, seven hours, so um, ten matches is about just about right with five from both show and you know the kickoff shows and all that other shit, but yeah, that makes about sense to me. And hey, Who do
0: you think the main event is going to be? Uh, you think they roll with the triple threat with the Wyatts, or do you think it's going to be Brock and
1: uh, Goldberg? It's, I hate to say it, but I think it's going to be Brock Goldberg. I know orton wyatt Harper is a way better match on paper. I'd wait, even if it was Wyatt-Orton one-on-one, I would rather have that as the main event. As uninspired as I am by a one-on-one match between Orton and Wyatt, I would take that as the main event over Goldberg-Lesnar, because you know the match is, not that it needs to be a five-star classic, a la WrestleMania twelve, like a 60-minute Iron Man match, but you know these guys are not capable of a five- to ten-minute match, much less for a championship. So why would you put that as the main event when you know both guys are going to be gone the next day? Goldberg's probably not resigning, and Lesnar won't be back until fucking SummerSlam probably. So I, I bring it up every week, but to me it just makes no sense as to why they keep on pulling the same shit. Uh, they, they just keep on going the same direction, so I don't, I don't get it. But you know, it's, it does seem like we are getting Goldberg and Lesnar in the main event. I hope I'm wrong there, but it seems like that will be the case.
0: Anything else from Raw, SmackDown, Noteworthy that I'm, that I'm missing, Graham? Anything?
1: I will say, uh, on Raw, in addition to the Festival of Friendship and the main event, I thought another great aspect of Raw this week was the Samoa Joe sit-down interview and the subsequent attack on Sami Zayn. Now that Samoa Joe, just he's been on Raw for three weeks now, and he's probably the best thing going on that show. Mm-hmm. The guy's on fucking fire, promo-wise, attack-wise, he, he just not even a soup, but just the presentation of a star has you know, Samoa Joe has. So hopefully they keep him rolling. I don't know what match he ends in he ends up in at WrestleMania. He's probably facing Sami Zayn at Fastlane, which is awesome. Um but yeah, no, I think Samoa Joe deserves credit too for you know, playing a big part in why Raw is pretty good this week as well.
0: So, fast lane as the stands today, I don't have it in front of me. We have Kevin Owens, Goldberg for, for the championship. We have Reigns and Braun Strowman. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking the, the women's rematch with Charlotte and Bailey is going to be on that card. Any other matches for, uh, for fast lane right now?
1: I think it's been confirmed as well Neville and Jack Gallagher for the cruiserweight championship, which All was right. confirmed about a week or two ago. Um, so, that's another match. Um, nothing else that's been confirmed, but another stuff, like I said, Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, that's five matches right there. Uh probably the clubs, Cesaro and Sheamus and Enzo and Cass in a three way tag title match. That's oh, six. God. So um I don't know if they have Jericho defend. I feel like he they should hopefully keep him off T V until until Fastlane where he comes back and costs Owens the title. That's what I would do. Um I, I know it kind of makes the US title look like shit not being defended on the show, but whatever. I mean it's it's worth it. So yeah, I mean that makes sense for a, for a decent card for right now. Yeah.
0: Last one. Where do you where would you rank the Jericho breakup as far as tag teams best friends uh, breaking up? Where would you where would you rank it right now?
1: Oof, like it's hard to say. I think a lot of people rank the Rockers one way up there, just because Shawn Michaels went on to become one of, if not the arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. If he if he broke up with Marty Jannetty and went on to become like, nothing more than a mid-card act and then got Cain in, like, 95. I don't honestly think people would look back on that breakup as great as well. Because it was an amazing moment, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, what made it so great was that Michaels went on to become the greatest of all time. Uh, I mean, Owens, is already great, but, and Owens is as well. So I think it's hard to say, like, three days removed, like, where it stands, like, in the history books in terms of, like, greatest breakups. But as I said earlier, I do think in recent memory, other than maybe The Shield... I, it's hard to think of a breakup that was first of all shocking. I know like I know we said we, this was we had seen this coming for a while now not on this specific night though and the segment itself was amazing and people were like emotionally devastated just because JRK was so fucking entertaining so it, it's pretty up there. I think it's definitely got to be up there for best breakup in the past five years at least other than maybe the shield um, but yeah of all time it's, it's got to be up there. it's hard to come across. It's hard to think of many other breakups other than the obvious ones like DX and the Rockers and so on and so forth um, that were better than what we saw on Monday night from Owens and Jericho.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's up there. I, I just don't think it's, you know, skyrocketed over the Rockers and, you know, mega powers and, and the fucking Shield. So it just, I guess is, you know, I think to to me the Shield – that was a breakup that no, I, I, I'm assuming nobody saw coming because they just had the match against Evolution the night before. I think at, at the Payback pay-per-view, and they were looking at hey, all right, you know, let's let's do this again, and then bing bang boom, you have Seth Rollins turning on the Shield, and it's like oh shit, what the fuck just happened? So I think mm-hmm. may I think 99% of people. Who was watching Raw that night? Did not expect Seth Rollins to 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 do that that heel turn. Um, I think everybody on Earth knew that <laughs> Kevin Owens and Jericho were going to break up pretty soon. Um, I don't remember what the Rockers' situation was back in 1990 three of how they were gonna break up, and it, it, if you know signs were were pointing towards that breakup. Um, but I think. Throwing Marty Jannetty through the the, the the fucking glass window, I think is pretty all time climatic uh all timer. I mean, I don't think you can get better um any better than that except if you're a if you're a Macho Man or Hulk Hogan and the Mega Powers. I think those those would be the top two, then your Shields and your Jericho's and your your DX. But um, I like how it laid out. I think it was very, you know, entertaining and you know, and then the one that's missing is the fact that Triple H was seen talking to Kevin Owens backstage you know while J, uh, uh, Jericho and Kevin Owens were having a conversation and, and Triple H was like you know L- let me talk to you real quick and boom he kind of put the bug in, in Kevin Owens ear like hey you know, maybe you gotta get rid of him maybe he's holding you down so that's the one piece of you know pers- uh, you know, intel that people might forget that Triple H might have initiated all of this to have ko Break up with Jericho.
1: Exactly, which is why I'm saying like Raw in recent weeks, at least for the past four or five weeks, I think people got to recognize not that it's, oh, my God, you need to sit down and watch Raw, but it really has been better. I mean, which is not saying much. The show fucking sucked for a long time late last year. But in the past four to five weeks, ever since like the mid-week, like mid-January build to the Rumble, it's been pretty good. I think the good has outweighed the bad. And I think a lot of parts, a lot of like a big part of that is the fact that they leave you questioning, like what's going to happen the next week. Like, oh man, I can't wait to watch what happens next week to see what happens when Rollins confronts Triple H or what happens with Samoa Joe debuting on Raw or what's going to happen with Bayley and and Charlotte in the main event or what Triple H was talking to Kevin Owens about and so on and so forth. And which is what it's a television show at the end of the day, as much as it is a wrestling show, It's also a television show. They pride themselves on calling themselves, on calling Raw, the longest episodic television show in history. So they should be making it, they should be writing it like a show. Like, they have the shocking betrayals and plant seeds for next week. Not just expect they're going to tune in as you always do. We always will. But maybe not the casual fan. And maybe after what we saw on Monday, those casual fans will come back to see what's going to happen with Owens and Triple H and Joe and so on and so forth. So... Um, yeah, I think the triple H thing by and large, I think is pretty cool. If they build some sort of stable, like, I don't know about an authority 2.0, I'm not too high on that, but, um, depending on what they're going for with this, I'm intrigued. So they're holding my interest, which is great.
0: And before we leave, I, I would be remiss to not mention that, you know, a great match between Luke Harper and Randy Orton at, at chamber. I thought that was uh, a great phenomenal match. Um, just just to put it out there, just, just so I don't
1: forget. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I completely agree. I think on Sunday, the show itself, I thought, it was good. Um, I will say it was probably the weakest SmackDown pay-per-view we've seen so far since the brand split. Um, it, it was a good show, though. The main event made the show, as well as the the women's title match and Harper and Orton. Uh, just from an in-ring standpoint, it was awesome. And even in defeat, like I said earlier, Harper looked like a star. So if there's Battle match in the main event, absolutely.
0: Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report at WrestleRant Rant on Twitter, Russell Rant Radio. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
1: It was a pleasure, Randy. Thanks for having me on. I'll catch you on the road, brother. All right, man.
0: Take care.